Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming the program author Dewey B. Reynolds, and he is the author of Two Shades of Vice, based on the true story of an interracial couple's life together in crime. Dewey, how are you? How are you doing, Don? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm a 52-year-old African-American male. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. I've been working for the Internal Revenue Service for the last 22 years. And I love to roller skate. I love to cycle. I love to read. I love to write. I love to travel. And I love to be adventurous and explore. So, yeah, I'm just a man who just loves to enjoy life. So tell us about your book. Okay. Well, again, as you mentioned before, Don, the title of the book is called Two Shades of Ice based on the true story of an interracial couple's life together in crime. The story is actually about my white father and my black mother during the 1960s. They were involved in crime together. They had a body house where they ran drugs and prostitution and bootleg whiskey and cigarettes and frozen meats. And the book explains how both of them had lengthy criminal rap sheets and it goes into detail about the crimes that they were involved in and some of the people that they consorted with. For example, like my father consorted with known gangsters and my mother consorted with known prostitutes on the street. So that's pretty much a summation of what the book is about. So who did you write your book for specifically? Well, I kind of wrote it for myself and definitely wrote it for as broad of an audience as I could reach because I feel as though it's something that can really cast a wide net and can really reach a lot of people because the message in the book is very firm. It's a very powerful message there, which talks about a lot of different elements. So it pretty much reaches across a lot of different lines as far as ratio and age and demographics and stuff. So I wrote it for a wide range audience. Is there a minimum reading age in the book? Yes, there is. I would say at least 18 or older because there is some strong content in there as far as like maybe language and sexual situations. So what is the central message that you're presenting through the book? The message basically talks about during that time period here in Kansas City, Missouri, which is the early 1960s, about racism and race relations and the landscape as far as like the criminal element and law enforcement and about how the inner city meets, I would say, probably the suburban areas of town, and how those two different communities kind of like clashed or they came together and you had those that were very wealthy or well-off as opposed to those that were impoverished. So it really goes into specific about the criminal element, about all those who were involved in that. And it definitely talks about how my mother and father came together to try to capitalize on that. So if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Okay, I would say I would compare it to like maybe John Grisham's book, A Time to Kill, because that dealt with race relations and racism and the harshness of different groups of people trying to get along, trying to come together, trying to come to some type of resolution. And even though his book takes place a little later than mine does, it definitely deals strongly with race relations and racism. So I would definitely say John Grisham's book, A Time to Kill. So how are you presenting the book? Is it uh, written like a biography, or how are you putting it out there? It's 
I would say it's semi-autobiographical, as I explained in the subtitle, that it's based on a true story, and a lot of it is factual. Some of it is pretty much sensationalized. There's some sensationalism in there. But I'm presenting it more so semi-autobiographical about my mother and father, how they dealt with a lot of different challenges during the early 1960s here in Kansas City, being an interracial couple, and also being involved heavily involved, that is, in crime. So I, I would say it's definitely presented, again, as semi-autobiographical. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing this book? Well, I would say that learning about my mother and father's background, being that I was placed in foster care at the age of six months, my sister was four, my brother was seven, because of the fact that most of my parents were heavily involved in crime, I would say just learning about their background, because the whole time of growing up in the foster home, I never knew anything about them. And as I got older, I got curious, and I started researching their background. And what I came up with was really mind-blowing. It really was had me blown away because of the fact that I had learned that my father had this extensive criminal career that spanned for like over 30 years, where he did prison time in five different states. And my mother had a lengthy criminal career and to learn that my father was consorted with known gangsters here in Kansas City and I learned so much about them so that was fulfilling and rewarding within itself to learn about their background which I had never known for several years. So how did you go about doing the research on this and how long did it take you? It took several years and what really prompted me to really do the research was First of all, I went over to the Division of Family Services to find documentation about my stay in the foster. I was there for 15 years before I moved, before the foster mother died, because I was taken to a friend of hers' house. But when I was looking through some records over at the Family Services, it said that my mother and father were known criminals. So that kind of sparked a little curiosity there. So I go over to the KCPD, the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, and talk with some of their records department, and they gave me some information about the criminal rap sheet and many pages of police reports. And I would say spanning, oh, I would say probably a good five years or so, I had gained a lot of documentation about the criminal background. And it took me several years to do that. But I'm glad that I did because it really told me a lot about who they dealt with and a lot of how they lived on the edge and how the police knew them by name, knew them by face, and they were well known to them. So, yeah, it took quite a while, but it was very well worth it. Did you ever have any kind of relationship with your natural parents? Well, I met my father a month before he died. He died of a massive heart attack at the age of 72. My mother, I got to know very well. We forged a great relationship. I learned a lot from her. She was a very wise, very intelligent woman, despite her being involved in a lot of criminal activity in her younger years. Of course, my father was 26 years older than my mother. I mean, he was born in 1905 and she was born in 1931. So I got to know my mother definitely very well. But like I said, I only met my father one time and that was a month before he died of a massive heart attack. I wish I could have been able to sit down and talk with him and hear it directly from him. I mean, learning through the police reports and the criminal rap sheet was great. But to have sit down and talk with him, that would have been really great. Now, did your upbringing play any major role in regards to your writing? Yes, because I love to read, and reading was like a refuge for me. It was like an escape, and I always felt like I was a very creative person anyway, so I would escape to books and read a lot, and, and as far as like wanting to 
try to do something with my writing and do something with my creativity and knowing that I was in the foster care system and really not having your natural parents there, you kind of feel singled out or something like that. So, yeah, I, I would definitely say that my upbringing, it was fairly rough, but at the same time, later on learning about my parents and always being curious about them, I think led to me wanting to be a very creative person in the first place. So how would you describe your writing style? I would say I'm very descriptive. I think I pretty much have developed my own style, which most writers do. I'm a writer who tries to really get into the meat of the story. I try to paint as pretty much a clear picture for my readers as possible. And I think I've done a very good job at that. So my style is like my own, as with other writers out there. There's so many of them over the years who pretty much develop their own style. And that's what you have to do, develop your own style. Now, most authors have one specific reason for writing a book. What was your reason for writing this book? This book in particular, like I said, it's my first nonfiction book, True Crime, that it falls upon in that genre. I would say it had to be like personal satisfaction, something that was fulfilling to me, something that answered a lot of questions for me. Like I said, because throughout the years, I'd always wondered who my mother and father were, what they looked like, what were they about, and why did we end up in foster care? And I would eventually get my answers. So I felt compelled to write this book because it's something that was very spiritual to me. It's something that was very fulfilling. So I got a lot of questions that were unanswered for many of years, and I got a lot of things off my chest. So I gained a lot from writing this book. I mean, a whole lot. So based on your experience as a writer, what's the one recommendation you would make to authors just starting out? I would say the biggest recommendation, I would say, stay true to yourself. That's what you have to be. Always be true to yourself and never let no one take your voice away from you. I mean, there are certain mechanics to writing. There are certain rules and being able to know the basic English skills, right? Like spelling, punctuation, grammar, capitalization, sentence structure, and et cetera. But the main thing that I will give to any writer, and I'm pretty sure my fellow writers out there feel the same way too, never let no one take your voice away from you and always stay true to yourself. What part of this book would you say you personally like best? Wow. <laughs> I love it from cover to cover, but I would have to say that there's a chapter in the book that is entitled Man on oh Man, There Goes the Clan, where my mother and father, who were, of course, an interracial couple, who had a confrontation with the Ku Klux Klan, because there was a chapter of the Ku Klux Klan like 30 miles outside of Kansas City, and his parents lived in Lexington, Missouri, which was like 40-some miles outside of the city limits. And on the way back, they had a confrontation with the Ku Klux Klan, and it was like a life-or-death situation, but somehow... My mother and father were able to get out of that situation, and she told me about that story, and it's very powerful, so I knew I had to put that in the book, and how they really cheated death, because I'm telling you, they were really in a life-or-death situation, when, because the Klan, had been, those guys had been watching them, because they were against the interracial thing, and they had followed them, and so when nighttime hit, they waited for the opportune moment to pull them over, but they made it through, so I would say that's probably my most exciting excerpt or chapter in the story. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? I think people who are sympathetic to 
interracial couples, people who are sympathetic to racism. I think people who know that sometimes people turn to the criminal element as a means of survival, which in a lot of respects, my mother and father felt that's what they had to do because being on the downtrodden of life and everything, and you feel as though there aren't many opportunities out there, that you have to turn to a life of crime. So I believe many people out there all across the spectrum, as far as like different age ranges, different races, different economic backgrounds, different educational backgrounds, would really get a lot out of this book as far as like dealing with a lot of problems from day to day, as far as like society, as far as like marriage and relationship and dealing with a lot of things as far as like corrupt law enforcement and many things that put them on the downtrodden of life. So I believe many people all across the spectrum will really enjoy reading this story. Do you have a website? Yes, I do, Don. The website is www.deweyreynoldsbooks.com. That's www.deweyreynolds.com. B-O-O-K-S dot com. That's DeweyReynoldsBooks.com. This has been Just Great. Our guest today has been Dewey B. Reynolds, and he's the author of Two Shades of Vice, based on the true story of an interracial couple's life together in crime. Dewey, thanks very much for being with us today. Don, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it greatly. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Listen to some of your favorite authors every day, 24-7, by visiting theauthorshow.com. Just click on the book title in the player at the top of the page. These interviews are available to book buyers worldwide on demand. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and feel you could benefit by getting in front of your target audience with a high-quality media interview that will make a real impact, visit theauthorshow.com, fill out the form, and we may be contacting you shortly. You can also visit our audio bookstore at theaudiobookmarket.com. Join us here next time for another great book and another exciting author on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.